0: Welcome to Backstage with Pete Van Dyke. We are coming to you in the Backstage podcast booth, deep in the bowels of Spiky Ball Studios. I'm your host, Pete Van Dyke, and today I'm very happy to have our guest, super fan of life from the Dutch Hall, longtime friend of myself, and a man who I think we're going to get a little insight in the job market uh, today to get those people who are maybe disenfranchised or disenchanted, not very happy with their job, you know, maybe they're not getting the most out of it. I want to give you the expertise of a guy that's been around the block a few times. We invited him in today. We're happy to have him. My good friend, Manny Fajo, is here. Thanks, Pete. Thank you yeah. very much. Well you can not hear, Manny, is like, even on this show, it's not live from the Dutch Hall. There's not the hoopla <laughs> of live from the Dutch Hall, but you can still hear the people clapping at home. No
1: Paul Hall bartender going, oh, what the fuck?
0: Yeah, mostly like this. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was like an hour of Paul. I haven't had him in the booth yet because... I think you want to make him sit outside, eh? Just for the breathing.
1: Keep him far away from all those noises his body makes. (laughs) Yeah. He's the only guy
0: I know that snores when he's awake, you know? (laughs) I can't even believe that guy. But anyways, Manny, we've done this. We had Brandon McIntosh here on the backstage program last time. He talked about a million jobs that he had, and he seemed to like almost every single one of them. There wasn't many that he had a problem with. And uh, you also, uh, also a very positive guy. All the years I've known you. You're very, like, uh, you know, positive, happy, look for the best things in life. You know, like, uh, would you
1: agree with that? Oh, for sure. You know, uh, there's always only one way to see things in life is just be positive, have a happy attitude, and things will definitely go a lot better.
0: Yeah. So what I like to do is, like, take people who aren't broken. You know, I would consider myself to be very broken, Not a, maybe jaded a bit, not really a, a, the average person. So I'm not very helpful to everyone else. I bring you in. You seem well-adjusted, happy pleasant you know reasonable in all regards every time i've met you you've had just normal things to say manny yeah but then uh and it's, you've done some really impressive things also like
1: what was your do you remember your first job my first job was as a i had a paper route i used to uh do papers i did, delivered the penny saver oh yeah Have you ever heard of that do you know how
0: old you would have been around that time you know, I think uh, probably around 10, 11. Oh, so like a grade school kid, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. And was your parents like insistent on it or did you have like the drive to do it yourself?
1: No, you know what? I, I wanted to do something. I thought I could make a few bucks to maybe uh, make some money to go to the corner store, get myself like a bag of uh, chips and <laughs> I wanted to do all that stuff on my own at that age and yeah, I just decided to deliver the penny saver. Yeah, yeah. And your parents are a <laughs> tough
0: nut to crack for a few uh, quarters oh, to go geez. get. Yeah,
1: you know, and then there'd be the days where you, you know, you didn't want to go out and do it and your dad's there, freaking get your ass out there, go do it, you know, kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And now, um, and
0: then your first job where you went like had to go to work work like say high school or something like that like do you did you did you work in uh fast food ever
1: no i never did fast food i was always ever in retail the retail environment which was just a drag the whole time i was in it it was definitely not something i'd recommend anybody to get into you know there's points where you, you think you know you enjoy it but then you realize in the end oh people just want to just crap on you all day in that kind of business so
0: Really? Yeah. What like you're just uh, are you in a mall?
1: No, you know I, there was different places I worked and uh, yeah no I was worked in it worked at uh, retail like just as a uh, grocery clerk my whole life. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. So you,
0: Oh, sorry. So you got a job in a at a grocery store when you were how old?
1: 13 years old I started. I uh yeah, I started when I was 13. I was stocking shelves at a uh, Brandt Food Center. In oh, Newport really? Brantford. Yes.
0: And then did those did the entities that you started with get gobbled up by other ones? Yeah, definitely. You- they,
1: You know, th- that one there stayed around. I think it's still around to this day down uh, Gray Street, Brantford. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, that place... Uh, legendary, like they have the best food there. Definitely a, a great place to work at the time, and uh, you know, I had the days where I enjoyed it and stuff too. So yeah, there's always stuff that you uh, kind of take from uh, those kind of experiences for sure.
0: Yeah, did, like you remember callbacks.
1: Calbex, yes
0: and then they had Calbex in waterford too and they, and they were down by and they had one down by the massey plant too right yeah yeah is that still a grocery store or uh, is that like... no
1: it's just maybe just a little convenience store now oh yeah kind of cut in half to what it used to be
0: it's crazy right oh yeah that that that's so much change it doesn't seem like that long ago but it's a long time now oh big time yeah it's yeah over
1: 30 years ago for sure so you were
0: really able to like you started in the grocery game. I know a lot of guys that have done this, too, actually, that started in the in the grocery business, and then once you're in there, they got pretty good benefits and they have pretty nice, uh, they treat you pretty good, right?
1: Oh, for sure. You, you know unionized shops, most of them, and, you know, they get, they get your, you know, wage, you know, increases at some points, but, you know, towards the end, they would seem kind of greedy. They wanted to make more money than yeah, yeah. what they want to give away, you know, and they make you work harder than, you know, what they expect to pay you, but, you know... That's Those th- kind of things are happening everywhere.
0: And that's what I keep, that's what I keep saying. Like the, the formula that's there for anything that's a publicly traded company is that every quarter they have to answer their shareholders and they have to make more money, right? And so the only way to do that is at the expense of uh, Labor costs. either your employees or your customers. You're going to give your customer a cheaper product. Or you're going to uh, make your employee do more for less, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they milk the employees more for less every year. And that's when I was working in the banking world. It was the same thing, you know, like you you would achieve like 200% of the targets they gave you. And the next year you would have that your goal, that same 200% of the original target, plus the growth they want from you. And you're like, well, no, I I, I, I would have just lent 100 then you know, of my goal so that I know I only have to have an 8% increase. Now I had a 108% increase in my target and, uh, like I'm being, I'm being punished for my success, you know? Yeah. because there's so greedy. Like the
1: harder you work and the more money you make for the company you're working for and the less money is going in your own pocket. Yeah. It's the just- percentage
0: of money that y- you make, the company goes up as you go there and the percentage that you're taking home is going down you know like it doesn't seem right did not seem
1: fair but yeah you know you work hard you just you you pay your dues kind of and uh do you see think what happens
0: I, I i really hope for a day where the whole corporate structure doesn't make sense anymore like where there's like a total market collapse and then everybody who's like making millions on the on their like stock holdings or whatever they just like are all uh, like uh worth nothing you know <laughs> and it goes back to the day where it's just like big
1: markets where people bring their food to and people go to buy it. And it's- I think it's still like that in certain countries of the world, they still go out and do that kind of thing. Here, it's more leaning towards not going anywhere. Your food's just gonna come straight to your house. Yeah,
0: all those grocery stores are just gonna become distribution centers. Yeah, and... basically. Yeah. People
1: walking around there with uh, carts to deliver all that stuff. Yeah, there'll be drones somewhere.
0: dropping in your backyard and yeah. stuff like that, yeah.
1: yeah. Robot walking it to your house. Yeah. Really? I mean, we're not that far away from nope. that. It's kind of crazy right stuff. Right around the corner.
0: Yeah, because uh, they already haven't, like, those, everything's just in delivery and uh, and then online stuff. I mean, there's no bricks and mortar stuff anymore, anymore.
1: Yeah, like, you know, anymore every year, anymore. every year, it just gets more and more for me, too. I'll, I'll look at, uh, you know, Uber Eats to get, a you know, an order place to bring it to my house yeah Uh, groceries now you look online for everything you order it you just go to the you don't even have to walk in the grocery store you just walk it uh, drive to the outside of it pick up your groceries you're gone right yeah yeah so holy
0: it's a different world altogether. oh yeah and then you look at it now and i never really thought of it just now but you look at it it's like all the people who are kind of like normal busy regular minded people are going online getting their stuff getting it delivered or whatever because they're too busy to go shopping the only ones that are still going to the place to buy stuff are the crazies right yeah and those crazies is there to cause problems so now if you're a poor if you're a person that still has to have a job you're working with the general public yeah the only part of the general public that doesn't have the sense to just order it online are showing up to make your life miserable right and it's like uh you're It's a different sort of workplace that you're into from where it was 25 years ago, right? Yeah,
1: for sure it is. Yeah, it's changed so much. Yeah, definitely. People are, like, not personal anymore. They just, because they're ordering online, they don't have to talk to anybody. Now, when they do have to talk to the person, it's just... They lose their mind.
0: Yeah, they figure... Yeah, it's all about them, man. Yeah, big time, big time.
1: So it's like, yeah, definitely. Things are just going, uh, yeah, that way, for sure.
0: Yeah, it seems like empathy is not a big strength in in the general public anymore, you know? Like, like they don't think of it from someone else's point of view. Like, this guy's just trying to do his job, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah, it's... What yeah. do you mean? You're out of the
0: craft dinner that's on sale? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. holy fuck! Take oh, it easy, pal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You I'm don't want to put up with that shit. Yeah, anymore. I'm coming to work. I'm trying to do my job here. You know. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, I had arguments a lot when I was bank- banking. People would like always be grinding you for interest rates. You know, and eventually I just got sick of it. You know, you They're better
1: like, come down to one percent, or else I'm leaving to go to another bank. <laughs> and I'd be like, please go.
0: You're a pain in my ass. You know, like, yeah, hey, right, like get out I, here. if this is what I have to do every to do business with you. I don't want to do it anymore. And I got to an age and this is kind of bringing me up to your to to your experience is that like I had a long stretch with the with my company like I think it was 15 years. You you were even longer, 25 or something.
1: Yeah, I was 27 years with the last company. 27 right? years. Yeah, yeah. Like that is
0: a long run to be with be with a company. Like like that's that's when you should be able to retire with that oh, company. I like a, a quarter of a century with anyone.
1: Did it all there, yeah, you yeah. know. What? It's like
0: yeah you've achieved that's a that's an accomplishment so congratulations for that Oh, thank you and then you get so then now you're in a totally different world and you're like still a fairly young person you know you're a young man still and you're like uh, you can do anything the world is open to you completely right
1: yeah yeah you got anything for me i have no <laughs> clue what i want to do i feel like i'm uh just coming out of high school again yeah i'm gonna to go to college what do i take in college what do i do what yeah yeah
0: that's do... my kids i they, they they're like so forced into knowing what they're gonna do and i'm like i You're going to do something for a little while and then you're going to do something else. Oh, (laughs) I understand
1: that pressure that's on them too. It's like, I didn't realize it before because I've always just been working. But now that I'm like kind of looking for something, it's like I could do anything, but what is it that, what's that one thing that I'm going to want to do?
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's, and there is probably not. Like I think in, everyone's different, of course, but in my mind, there's never one thing. It's like always going to be a bunch of things that that kind of combine to make, me interested enough you know yeah yeah because yeah, there's just so much to do why wouldn't you do it all
1: <laughs> what was the uh banking situation though you ended up being uh you had guys yelling at you every day like it was... no
0: no no bankers can't yell at you uh like customers you mean
1: yeah the customers would just lose their shit oh no on they, the interest rates
0: they would be angry about their situation a lot like a lot of times uh your customer would come in they're mad they can't make their payment you know and then some of them would say, you know I'm in a tough situation. can can you help me out? And those are reasonable people. And other people would come in and try to somehow make it your fault and especially because one of the places I worked was affiliated with the federal government. so they did not want to uh, uh, you know they didn't they didn't they wanted to just blame us because they would call us government, you know. you
1: guys were just the lenders the government's a totally
0: yeah we were just they were just our shareholder you know the government was so like we were just we were making lending decisions that were supposed to be and they were pretty reasonable i worked at the major banks and i worked for the government one and the government one was the only one that kind of showed reason as far as like this isn't that guy's fault that he's in that bad situation it's the market or it's the weather or whatever happens in agriculture you know most of the time I was in agriculture you know and the, the you know those guys are good years and bad years you have to understand that oh, otherwise for sure. So the banks don't. They want to have every quarter more money, you know?
1: What's this winter saying for the far- farmers? They're not going to have a good year because maybe there wasn't enough snow, not enough precipitation in this winter? Or...
0: I don't know. I'm, I'm the wrong guy to ask in that. Oh, okay. uh, and it's still only early in the winter, so a l- lot <laughs> Just luck can with your happen.
1: background in the old tobacco industry, yeah, I, you might know that.
0: No, I know the tobacco guys are facing their own problems because of the Chinese... Uh, cell phone deal you know oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah and that's the bad part that we have here and usually like Huawei yeah yeah it's bullshit it's bullshit because regular people get hurt by a bunch of international piss and matches eh
1: yeah and they take this uh lady prisoner how does that have anything to do with the tobacco farmers kind of you know <laughs>
0: yeah yeah exactly And it's like because they say well if you don't if you don't let our stuff go <laughs> then we're not going to buy your stuff and blah blah, blah and it become it hurts the people the people over there that were consuming our product we're happy to have it you know the people who were selling it to them over here were happy to sell it you know
1: yeah there was something to do with the uh canola or some kind of like uh oil that bit was being like uh imported to china got cut off and the sale of it in canada affected so many like jobs and everything yeah, it's yeah. crazy how you know just something so simple
0: yeah so they start using this as currency and flexing their muscle to shut these things off and it affects regular people Who are, by all intents and purposes, like I look at the poor people in Iran. They had, they had, um, they're protesting there because in one day their gas price tripled. Fuck. You know, can you imagine if all of a sudden you're just trying to go to work and you're going to fill your tank up and it's like, it's now three bucks a liter, you know? (laughs) It's like, that makes a big difference to people just trying to go to work every day and feed their families. Yeah,
1: imagine that, freaking triple in one day.
0: And most of the people, no matter where you live in the world, are just regular people trying to get enough to feed themselves and keep their family alive and stuff like that. You know, it doesn't it all boils down to the same thing, you know, mm-hmm. and then their governments don't uh, don't get along with our government. So now all of a sudden my gas is three times as high. No wonder, like I would protest, too. You know.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: And that's, a, you know, we see we, we're pretty insulated from that shit around here um, in Canada. But in the rest of the world, I mean, uh, it's it's eventually going to happen here. It's just It just hasn't happened yet.
1: Yeah, as far as even just this kind of the way things are going, you know, with the economy, stuff like that. Hopefully, you know, people see better, you know, better lives maybe in the future, I hope. Like, you don't want to see the homelessness like you do kind of when you go down south and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, it's like these, getting like, worse, right? Yeah, like it, it's hard to believe.
0: Yeah, and, and, and that's a thing. You're starting to notice these, like, glaring signs that people, the things people have been saying are going to happen are already happening. Yeah. And there's not getting, no one pays attention to anything long enough to really know, like, to know to notice. And if Maybe you're looking you out your window, it's fine because it looks like a nice lawn, sunshine, shining, you know? There's yeah. nothing going on, but. You don't have to go too far to look before you see that things are pretty fucked up out there. You know?
1: Oh, yeah, you know, and I, I appreciate those kind of things that I have. I look out, you know, like you said, I look outside and I see, you know, I have a roof over my head. I appreciate that. And there's some people that don't even have that, you know, kind of comfort just yeah. to be inside somewhere. It's pretty, pretty bad. But and that's what just kind of makes me think, too. I don't I don't need to be too picky about what I do. I'll pretty much do anything, you know, I shovel shit or freaking I'll do whatever yeah. it is. Just to kind of survive, you know. It's it's a tough world, but
0: and if it's a nice and if it's a nice environment where you feel like you're doing something good and they're and and you're like happy, yeah. And it it doesn't matter what you're getting paid or what you're, if you're just that's worth a lot, you know. I would give up money. I told I would tell my old bosses that who were like baby boomers. I'd be like, I don't give a fuck about a raise. (laughs) Like, give me a. I don't give a shit about a raise.
1: Pay me what you think I'm worth.
0: Yeah. How about that? Like, as soon as I make my twice my salary free fucks, then I can just take off and do whatever the hell I want. Exactly. Exactly. And they're like, "No, you can't do that. Like, (laughs) you guys are making a lot of money off me. I want to know that I made you the money you want from me, and then I can do whatever the fuck I want with my time. You know? Yeah. Exactly. And and no, none of them were cool with it. No, they
1: want (laughs) they wanted their way. Ah, that to be said too. You know, hey, you know, they're allowed to have it their own way.
0: Yeah, I was the worst employee ever, though, man. Like, seriously, (laughs) I was a good. I was good if you were my customer, mm-hmm. but I was bad if you were my boss. Like, I was <laughs> I was not happy about the job ever.
1: Yeah, like, you know, I, I was, I'm good to you if you're good to me. I think that it goes yeah. a long way. If your boss can be like, you know, listen to what you have to say and you do what he says, it's you know, I kind of have a happy medium. But,
0: I agree, but you know what? It was in retrospect when I look back about me. I was the one causing the problems like so I wasn't good to them so they weren't good to me like <laughs> it really was more of that and, and I think it was because I was always raised not to kiss ass like you shouldn't kiss a guy's ass
1: oh, I agree with that 110 sure.
0: and so when I had a boss I would almost be awful to him on purpose because it just to show I wasn't there to kiss his ass I was there to work <laughs> hard and do a good job you know yeah yeah. but I had a couple of them who got to know me enough to that would tell me he goes Pete You know, you don't have, you're not kissing my ass just by being decent to Mm -hmm. me. You can just be nice. Yeah. And I was like, oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, try that. It would have been way smarter. But when I was young, I was an asshole, man. Yeah, there's no question. Yeah,
1: nice to a point, too. Like, you got to be nice, but you got to show you work hard. Like, if they can.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you know what's good is a guy like you or I who believe that. Yeah, yeah, uh, would recognize that quality in
1: somebody, and oh, they and say, would hey, value man, it. Thanks for you know every day. Like I, I was like I was manager before too, and I had like a crew of people that I took care of that every like, day. When somebody did something good, I always said, "Hey, thanks for doing that. You know, great job." But you never get you don't get enough of that either these days. It's always just you're the person that's causing the problem. You're like yeah, yeah, always the you know yeah. Look
0: at people looking for a scapegoat. Oh, big time. The people I work with, like, you would notice qualities in people that you would appreciate because they're things that you value in yourself, you know? Like right. You would, you know, the qualities you value, you're going to look for those other things. If you're working in the banking industry, there's a lot of douchebags in there. So they value a lot of these ass-kissing, like, political climber bullshit things, you know? Yeah. And you see the the ass-kisser managers... Um, like uh, cater to these ass kisser underlings because they're like if i had to go all those years smooching assholes and and i want to get mine licked now you know yeah and then uh, if the people that wouldn't play those games you'd find some managers that you'd be like oh those guys are super cool man they're good at what they do they work hard you know these guys i respect and and they would look at the qualities differently in those people like they would they would like uh for example the ass kisser manager he would look at me as a problem because i'm always questioning why things are the way they are whereas the 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 other kind of manager that i respect would look at me um, as always trying to improve things you know he's he's thinking outside the box to try to make us all better you know like that's a me and those managers got along me and the ones that were like do what you're told um, never got along cuz i couldn't do it i couldn't be told But did the
1: doing. shit still always come from the top Like and then, you know, the general manager say the manager, Oh, go tell Pete, Hey, you know, Pete's doing this wrong and then you tell him, he tells the next guy. It's like always kinda like some kind of
0: Yeah, yeah. Thing. Well, what happened mostly to me is that but I would go to my direct report and say, this is what I want. Take yeah. my complaint and fucking run it up the pool, you know?
1: So, uh, you know, Joe Blow ha- wants an interest rate cut. You go tell this guy, this guy tell Oh, no,
0: no, no. I would have my own authority for that for- sort of thing. I'd be more like a policy change, like something that's like, we're like, this rule that we have is not helping our customers, <laughs> right? I'll be like, this rule's not helping our customers, so you guys put this rule in place. But what you're not considering is that here in Norfolk County, we have unique crops and unique situations, and that rule that you're putting is a blanket rule that hurts our guys and helps your guys, right? Well,
1: we got to take this to corporate, and we right? Do it right here. <laughs> so
0: then I'm like, well, if whatever we got to do, take it up the line because it yeah. doesn't work for us. We're gonna it hurts our our customers, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so the manager has an option at that point in time to either do it, um, because he believes in what you're proposing or uh save himself the efforts and just tell you no so that he doesn't have any work to do Mm -hmm. right and the people that don't like doing their job or don't agree don't want to they they think maybe that's going to make them look bad or i've had guys take my ideas and say it's their own and watch them get congratulated for it too um yeah (laughs) those are cocks man there was one manager i worked for was notorious for it man he would just like uh take all the glory of his staff and was like you never did anything dude you just got a job but at then the right he time you would
1: never be the guy to go rat him either and say hey he didn't actually do that that was me but then nobody would believe you at that point anyway because that's how far up the manager's asses those type of yeah yeah ass kissers are yeah it's they all about actually, status you know? oh yeah big time
0: i had my daughter got confirmed in the catholic church mm-hmm. and they bring in a bishop there you know so I'm at this confirmation, and the bishop's there, and you can see the priest. He's, like, completely kissing the bishop's ass, oh. you know? It just made me, like, sick to my stomach. It's like, this guy's just got another job. <laughs> <laughs> you're just kissing your your boss's ass. Like, it's <laughs> it's awful. I lost all <laughs> respect for that priest. I'm like, I'm not going to go to that guy's church anymore. He's <laughs> gross. You know? Yeah,
1: the, even the are kissing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all the same
0: own. thing. No matter what industry you're in, the, there's people that – you can find qualities that you appreciate, you mm-hmm. know, that you like, and then there's there's people that you just don't like the way What's, they do things. What
1: is higher, the bishop or the cardinal? The cardinal. Cardinals, cardinals is the like the highest. highest yeah. Is it? Oh, so then you think that bishop is kissing ass? Uh, cardinals, to the cardinal? so cardinals. Cardinals. Uh, cardinal Really? I
0: think so. Did you see the two popes?
1: Yeah, I. I you know, I watched maybe uh 45 minutes of it up to you know a certain part and eh, it was a bit slow it's a little yeah. bit slow for me it but.
0: gets better and, i watched the whole thing i liked it but i did take a break halfway through it yeah it was yeah.
1: it was long it was kind of getting i was like what's the point where when am i going to get to the point here yeah
0: it's i liked it i thought it. it was it was good yeah, but Anthony the new no, pope looks really cool the new pope's really cool looks really cool on it the, oh definitely all the all that old Pope looks <laughs> like a complete drip, but he was eh? Here he is. He's still is he still alive? Right.
1: oh uh, Yeah. Benedict. think no, he's dead yet. He's dead. No, I don't think he is. Oh, okay. Can okay. we? I don't think
0: he is. I gotta put him in the death pool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have no clue. Uh, I don't I'm, think he is though. He. Uh, yeah, old. they they portrayed him so good in the movie. Uh, you know, some of the scenes they put in of like back in the day, some old video footage is like I remember it. I remember seeing that live, that stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. Because like TV was just like, oh my god, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah, and I was like,
0: it's like it, it was been like six hundred years. Yeah, it's it was, been a while. Yeah,
1: it's yeah. Just, it's been, oh, it's crazy.
0: So, I mean, I think we're living in interesting times. But Manny, yeah, I wanted yeah, to get to this is the point of what I wanted oh, okay, to do. Cool, cool. Uh, what uh, would you say? Versus young man Manny, who just started in the workforce, and now you have uh, you at your uh, middle-aged, we'll call you middle-aged Manny. Middle-aged Manny, middle-aged Manny, uh, you looking for a job now versus you looking for a job as a kid? What would you say, like, uh, um, that, like, because this is what I'm getting at. When I was uh uh young, you know, like I would put up with a lot of shit because I thought it was my job, right? And then as I got older and I got more uh. Sure of my, what I made my abilities to do my work or whatever, I would put up with a lot less shit because it was wasteful to, time to me. Mm-hmm. And then those customers or whatever, I knew I could do without them because I wasn't so hungry for business. I would be like, You are a pain in my ass. I don't care if I ever work with you again. Right. And you're a nice guy who I like spending time with. I'd like to see your business do well. I'm going to keep you as my customer. I'm going to try to do everything I can to take care of you because you're nice to deal with, right? Yeah. And I started to really realize over time that I could do it anywhere, you know? Uh, Not only choose the job I wanted, but I could also choose the customers I wanted to deal with and just not deal with people who I, I didn't agree with and all that stuff. And then I'm able to kind of create my own environment of, like, whatever I want. You know, and, and I don't tolerate nearly as much stuff now at 46 as I did when I was 26. You know, yeah, I tolerate yeah. like pretty much fuck all. You know? <laughs> yeah.
1: If you don't want to deal with it, you just ignore it or just get away from it.
0: Yeah. I'd be like, no, I'm not doing it. How yeah, about you do this it. for me? I'm like, nope, I don't want to, you know? Yeah, exactly. So like, do you think is that you feel that? too? Oh,
1: that's so important. You know, doing something that you like, not only like would make you even appreciate whatever you get for it. It wouldn't be a matter of like how much money you get paid for that thing. As long as you like doing it, yeah, yeah. it just makes it so much easier. Right. And that's kind of like what I'm on the quest for. It's not so important. The money that I'll be making, it's more important to kind of have that kind of love for it or like, yeah, you yeah, at least like to do it kind of thing. Yeah. That's what I, th- when
0: I decided that I wasn't ever going to retire, mm-hmm. like when I said, retirement's not an option for me, I'm going to work till I'm, until I'm dead because uh, I just think it would always be nice to be busy right yeah yeah and it will keep you alive right on the h-
1: opposite I think we should be retired now and work when we're 65 like, yeah this but is... <laughs> that was the thing I decided
0: never to retire and what happened was I was able to retire right away because I'm just going to live like this forever so I'm retired now yeah that's the best and uh, right. mindset wise I am retired so like I'm, I'm still generating enough income but enough income to sustain me and I'm trying to line up uh jobs and like income sources that i can do when i'm like 90 like you can always tell jokes mm-hmm. when you're 90 yeah you know? the
1: comedy never dies yeah man. it lives till you i can do
0: this i can do a podcast when yeah. i'm 90 you're just talking right you just talking yeah. to people i hey. can still pimp
1: the hoes when i'm 90 <laughs> right oh yeah yeah did you see when the pope slapped that girl no i didn't see that get to that part no. oh no not in the movie in real I'm life like, no i don't remember that no
0: he was down doing some pope uh rally or whatever they do and uh, this lady in the crowd was real close to him, and uh, she wanted to tell him something, and he was, like, shaking hands, going past, and then when he was passing her, she lost her opportunity to talk to him, so she grabs his arm, and it started to hurt the Pope, you could tell, and the Pope mm-hmm. just sla- uh, slaps her hand off of his arm, you know? Like, yeah. she's gripping him. And she slaps the lady, and you can see the lady, like, shocked, you know? Yeah. And oh, I, you know what? Pope caught some shit about that, eh? Really? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, I think you should uh they should have been uh, they that like you shouldn't put be able to put your hands on anybody, yeah. no matter what you know who you are. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. You put your hands on somebody, you better expect to get a slap back.
0: Especially when you're like a, a high like a high level figure like that. Yeah, I that, would think so. That people would wanna like uh, could want Did to Did he harm. see
1: who it was? Did he oh, see yeah, he yeah. was doing it? it? was clear as day. Okay, clear as day. See
0: it. clear as day. You could see the lady, it was like uh, an Asian lady. <laughs> and uh, she was um uh but I, you know what I say? You got to keep your Pope hands strong. You know what I'm yeah,
1: saying? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. You definitely yeah. do. You know that all too well. Yeah.
0: I love Francis, man. He's a good Pope. I like him the best so, yeah. so far.
1: And because uh, I've never actually seen a bad Pope. Who was the last bad Pope there that was? Benedict. You think so? Terrible Pope. Yeah he just kinda, wasn't very good was it all like it gets all caught up in the movie the some of the bad shit that happened or? well mostly you know
0: what he was a eh? benedict was like a scholar he learned the 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 he knew the rules of the church you know he was an intellectual you know so he would just learn the rules of the church uh but he never really cared about the like the human message in the bible if you read it like G- the whole thing about being catholic is supposed to be you know reading the new testament or whatever Mm -hmm. you read it jesus doesn't like all those like technical rules he's like do the greater good what's good for the people and you know like i think the new guy francis got the human component of those teachings where the other guy only got the literal translation of the teachings you know what i I mean yeah yeah, yeah. which is gonna lose it's gonna you're going to lose everybody you know he was very old school conservative and the new guys more like you know we want this thing get with the
1: times get with, get with, the, the, get times, with the times, times yeah. kind of thing yeah i kind of got that part you know a little bit uh from the beginning of the movie but i'll watch the end of it i'll let you know how, what i think of it for sure i liked it but it's no uh, jojo rabbit i haven't seen that either uh the irishman would have been the probably the last significant movie i've seen did you like it i haven't watched it yet fantastic really know? oh I haven't watched really it good.
0: because because it to me it's like the last one, eh? Mm-hmm. It's like uh, I love the White Stripes so much I didn't want to listen to Icky Thump in its entirety for years because I always wanted there to be new White Stripes to listen to, right? Nice. And it's like this way with the with this one. I don't think they're gonna get that cast together anymore to mm-hmm. do a movie.
1: It would be yeah, it would be tough to do what they did in that one. It was done so well, and yes, yeah, like Scorsese he does it again. Like he yeah. kills it every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. it was good.
0: So long though,
1: eh? Uh, yeah. I, it took me like three different like sittings to watch. It It was like three and a half hours probably. Really D- long.
0: Did you see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood?
1: I watched maybe up. That, and that's another one I kind of just could taper off of that one. It was really slow. And, you know, I'm, I'll catch it another time. I definitely want to watch yeah, yeah. the rest of it. Got to the part with Pacino complaining or something in a restaurant. They were finally meeting Pacino. It was like a Schwartz or something was his name. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was good.
0: I didn't. I I have to see a lot of those, but uh, yeah, Inglorious Bastard was like that for me. I watched the, I, I watched it a few times. Couldn't get into it, and then when I finally sat down and
1: watched it, watched it, I'm like, this is a great movie. I don't know why I didn't love the it. The Bear <laughs> yeah. Jew. It's a great movie. Oh, yeah. and Brad Pitt when he is the uh, tie in Gorlami. What's your name? <laughs> He's <a> Gorlami. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot yeah when they yeah i don't know I, I don't know how many people have seen that one either but yeah when they burn up the nazis and the freaking oh yeah oh, it was just great fantastic story. fantastic movie yeah yeah, yeah i like so to see I,
0: the, the concept of being able to retell history just in any way you want to yeah You're like yeah you just murder hitler in this I one i was
1: thinking about that movie the other day the uh the scene where she he meets up with uh Shoshana, and the the, the the first time he sees him again after you know he killed her family, the you know the head Nazi guy, and they're eating the strudel, yeah, yeah. the strudel. And he's te- he says, Nope, he stops her and he's like, Wait for the cream, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wait for the cream. Oh, that part is just like, How the hell did you know that somebody like that go through that? And oh, have it's to chilling, sit with them. Yeah. yeah, it was definitely, yeah, definitely done really well, yeah, good movie. Yeah. yeah, you're coming up with a whole bunch of dingers. Those are great movies for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, wow. and they're kind of like uh they're my they're probably my two favorites between Tarantino and Scorsese, like they oh, make
1: Tarantino had one I seen recently. It was pretty off the wall. Oh, you know what? I Did you company. see the
0: one Did you see the Scorsese movie called Oh shit. It was about the like the it was had Jude Law in it and then uh, Borat was in it and uh it was a kid's name or whatever. It was a kid's name, hmm. I think. And, and nope. he made like a watch robot thing. <laughs> ben Kingsley was in it.
1: No, no, I've never seen that.
0: That's uh, Scorsese. Scorsese made wow. it. And nobody fucking cared about it. But I thought it was a beautiful movie. And I can't remember the title of it. But anyways, mm-hmm. someone else will help me with that, probably. <laughs> what the hell was it? It was a boy's name. Whatever. If you ever. Ch- <sighs> I'll think of it afterwards and tell you. <laughs> if you have the chance to see it. But I thought Eddie. it was a beautiful movie. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember the fucking name of it, though. Ben Kingsley's good, a good actor, too, man. Oh, yeah. But, anyways, uh, man, we got off schedule. No problem. Basically, I hope this rambling mess will help anyone that's struggling to find employment. Man, yeah. I think. I don't you're... know what
1: to do. I have no clue. And, I, you know, I, 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 I did okay in some real estate. Like, I, I had some real estate, I sold some stuff off at a good time uh i thought it was gonna be like at a you know but that the money doesn't last forever either so you gotta you know you definitely gotta watch what you're doing yeah yeah uh i really have no recommendations because i have not you know no idea what to do for myself at this point but i'm applying to jobs there's lots of work out there you know you go on uh, different websites and you can find something to do for sure
0: yeah you know what you can do you can probably like um Pour, like tomato sauce on your feet and uh <laughs> yeah. film it and then uh make get it. some perv to pay you up some money for. That. yeah a million hits yeah yeah oh for sure there's Why a not? lot of ways to make money now <laughs> i don't know i don't know how it works yet man either i think it's going to be more and more confusing and i think the young kids that are out there now i think they're they have the same <laughs> expectations as we do
1: it's got to be tough it's and uh, be so
0: tough. To, to be an employer is almost impossible to be a uh, employee is even worse
1: But oh, <laughs> it is. it's, it's got to be a nightmare and you know just you just got to pull it together kind of just keep your head above everything and just try to stay positive there's going to be something out there for you you just got to be able to you know be able to risk you know or not even a risk but just not be afraid to kind of look for what you want to do right
0: yeah your situation is not going to change if no you don't, definitely if, if you don't go through the pain of the of the t- uncertainty you know
1: yeah and then I, I think about starting uh the podcast that i was telling you about too earlier. Yeah, it's a great way <laughs> to end it great way to end it
0: we uh, we here at the uh i guess spiky ball studios or if it is the pns uh network i don't know what we're going with here <laughs> but uh the life from the dutch hall has had one spinoff prior called Live from the barbie mansion we are at E- we are happy to announce the second one is in uh, the works, ready to be uh, produced.
1: It is called 420 minutes.
0: 420 minutes with host Manny Fajo and his co-host Anonymous Ed. It's gonna be, uh, they're going to be recording here at Spiky Ball in the podcast booth, and uh, we're going to be happy to play it here on this platform. So you'll be able to hear some of the early episodes right on this channel. So if you're a subscriber or live from the Dutch Hall, You'll be going to be able to hear uh, for 20 minutes. Let us know what you think when it comes out. And uh, and then uh, hopefully we can have uh, uh, another successful program right here on the platform of Live from the Dutch Hall. So, Manny, uh, uh, any idea when, when the first one could be? You know, uh, we
1: could de- be definitely be recording within the next, uh, you know, couple weeks or so. And, uh, yeah, definitely have some ideas to throw out there. And
0: All righty. So, guys, keep a, keep a look out on our social medias. Uh, we are uh, live from the Dutch Hall on uh, on Facebook. We're also at Dutch Hall on Instagram and Twitter. And you can uh, give us an email, livefromthedutchhallgmail.com. Let us know what you think of our programs or what you would like to see in the new shows. Uh, we will be due to do another feedback episode. <laughs> another feedback uh, episode soon. Until the next week, we will see you next time. Thank you, Manny, for coming in. Thanks, Pete. And uh, we will see you next time. Bye.